Hey there. Welcome to the Women in Our Town podcast, a place for unsilent women to have important conversations. I'm your host, Porva Miller. Let's go. Hello, and welcome back to the Women in Our Town podcast. Today is a bit of a bonus episode because I'm doing my very first solo show. Uh, we've had a lot of, you know, really interesting guests and a, and a great pipeline of some awesome women uh, with really cool stories coming up. But I've been thinking that part of this project is for me to share my journey with you and be brave and vulnerable and honest about that story. So I'm going to be doing more solo shows and just going deeper and exploring a lot more on this podcast with you. Um, it's uh, it's a beautiful morning here today in Costa Rica. I have my steaming cup of coffee. And if you follow women in our town on Instagram or Twitter, or if you listen to the podcast, you know, you might know that my husband and I uh, recently relocated from Canada to Costa Rica. And we've been here for three months. It's been really interesting and trying and adventure-filled experience. I wouldn't say relocating to Central America is easy. It's definitely not easy in the. It was definitely not easy in the pandemic. Um, and I might do an episode about that journey and uh, why we decided to move to Costa Rica, how we came to our decision, and. And how we picked Costa Rica out of, you know, all of the potential countries to to move to. But today I want to talk about the internal piece and kind of what I'm learning about being content and at ease with yourself, with life and work uh, by living here. So, you know, grab a cup of your own comfy beverage and let's dive in. I think Costa Rica is, I would say Costa Rica is a pretty happy place. It's a medium income country. It's by no means a rich place. It's uh, definitely a developing country, but there is a peace and a joy and a serenity in Costa Rica that I haven't experienced living anywhere else. Uh, And I've lived in quite a few places. I grew up uh, mostly moving around Asia and Europe. I also lived in the United States and of course, most recently in Canada. And I think for me, I haven't found this kind of, um, peaceful vibe anywhere, uh, that I've anywhere else that I've lived. I mean, maybe the only place I could potentially compare this to is Bhutan But even that was different. And I was much younger when I lived there and it was a long time ago. And so I I can't really speak to that. But um, but Costa Rica is is definitely very peaceful. There's a reason it's it's always topping the list of uh, popular tourist destinations. It's obviously naturally very beautiful. But I think life here is very different from vacationing or visiting even for, you know, a month or so as a tourist. Life here comes with all sorts of challenges. And I think some of them are stressors that you would face living anywhere else in the world. And and there are some unique challenges as well. But I would argue that the happiness 
And I mean, by no means am I, am I an expert. I'm still very new to this country. We're still learning a lot. We're learning every day. But from what I've observed so far, I would say that happiness in Costa Rica sort of boils down to um, three or four key things. The first is just being close to the natural world and coming from a city in my personal experience, I was, you know, mentally preparing to be very out of my element. And I, I thought that it would be something that would be a huge adjustment. And it surprisingly wasn't, it was very, very quickly did being so close to nature start to feel normal and and almost right. We live very close to the beach. The town that we live in is uh, Playa Hermosa in Guanacaste in the northwestern part of the country. It's uh, got a very hot, dry uh, climate, uh, lots of deciduous forests, tropical deciduous forests. And of course, there's a lot of natural wildlife. I mean, we have iguanas and monkeys and, um, you know, all kinds of geckos and lizards and birds. And it's just every day is, is such a joy to wake up so close to nature. You can, you can hear the ocean from, uh, from our home. It's, it's about a, a two minute walk down to the beach and, uh, you know, being in nature, definitely there's there's definitely some bugs. There's definitely geckos do get into your home. And I thought that that was going to be a huge problem for me. I'm very bug phobic. And I really, really uh, thought that that was going to be something that I would struggle to get used to. But it hasn't really, one, been that bad. And two, when it happens, it's not this catastrophic event that I thought it would be. It It almost feels very natural that of course there would be geckos in your home. You, you live in their home. And I see this with Costa Ricans a lot. There is this sort of natural symbiosis, uh, where, where kind of man and nature just coexist together. And the country is very particular. And this definitely trickles down to the people and to their culture about preserving nature, about preserving wildlife. And it, it, you know, manifest in a lot of different ways. Costa Rica is a leader in Central America, and I think even globally in renewable energy, they've uh, very successfully, you know, rewilded their country, reforested their country, and kind of let the jungle take over a little bit. Um, something that a lot of countries are struggling to do, and and talking about uh, with, with climate change being such a pressing issue, but. It, it really comes down to to simple things, simple policies and decisions and choices that they make every day. Um, for example, this this one's a big one. In Costa Rica, there is a line uh, beyond which you cannot build or buy up the beachfront property. Um, there's there's a line that sort of compares to the tide line beyond which you cannot go any further and buy up the property and it's all public. All the beaches in Costa Rica are public. There are no private beaches. And it's just, to me, that's something that's so amazing. Like I've been to Mexico, I've been to other, you know, Caribbean countries where tourism is, uh, you know, beachfront tourism is such a big part of uh, the economy. And the beach 
like the beaches are just littered with completely, um, you know, elbow to elbow with hotels and development and restaurants and chains. And it's just not the case in Costa Rica. There are, you know, beachfront restaurants and shacks and bars, but you won't see a Hilton or a Sheridan or a Marriott just come in or Four Seasons just come in and buy a beachfront property and close off the beach to the rest of the world. It's it's a public beach and the locals spend a lot of time on the beaches. They spend a lot of time surfing. They spend a lot of time fishing. And I think it's really amazing that kind of there is this bar to how far they will let capitalism take over and exploit uh the natural, the natural world here. And I think that there is something that we can definitely learn from, from that. But it's just, I think that, you know, when you think about inner happiness and inner peace, there is a reason that so much art and creativity and music and so much of what we now know has come from people spending time in the natural world. Um, Henry David Thoreau, you know, in his book Walden, talks about this and, and writes about this, about spending time on Lake Walden and what that, what that meant for him. And I think we're kind of seeing a shift now since the pandemic. A lot of people are leaving city life in favor of living in more rural areas and it's it's something that for me has personally contributed to a lot of um mental peace i think um the second thing that's really uh telling about why costa rica is a is a happier place is there is a very strong sense of community here there is this mindset that we are all in it together. There are very strong familial ties. And, you know, we observe this on a kind of on a daily basis. We live on a, on a dirt road uh, where we're sort of part of a community of expats and also local Costa Ricans. Local Costa Ricans, by the way, are called ticos or ticas, um, depending on gender. And, there are there's there's uh, homes here of families that might have multi generations living on the property, and as you know, as an as an Indian, as a person of Indian background, I can kind of understand this. I've never lived in what in India we call joint families, but uh, this idea that you you know you need to completely move out of your home as an adult and and not live with your parents, and then we put our parents in nursing homes when they grow old. It it just doesn't exist here. You see children that are almost like being raised by the neighborhood. They'll run into their neighbor's homes. They'll, they're playing with their cousins. They live with their cousins. And child raising children becomes this community um, endeavor. The It takes a village. It literally is that here. And I think that it's it's really beautiful to see and it's really beautiful to observe. And I think what that does is it creates this, this feeling of just being less suspicious of people. And we have experienced this personally. Um, everyone here is so willing to help. And having strong ties with the community here and having strong ties with 
making making a good impression and and building interpersonal relationships go a long way in making your experience and your journey here a smoother one. So as an example, a few weeks ago, we were at a beautiful beach uh, in Guanacaste called Playa Flamingo. And when we came out, we couldn't get back into our car because it was an electronic key. And this is something I guess you never think of when you're when you're buying a car until you need it. But there was no manual way to get into the car. It was all electronic. And and so we spent some time trying to get in. We had a local uh, guide uh, trying, you know, he was helping us, giving us different solutions. And then he offered to drive us to our house, which was an hour away. And so that we could pick up our spare set of keys. And I feel like in North America, where, you know, where I've spent a lot of time over the last decade, I'm not saying that would not happen, but I think it would not be the most obvious, immediate choice that somebody would jump to, to just offer a stranger who literally has no phone, no money on them, no wallet, no house keys standing in their swim trunks, a a ride back to their home. I know there's a lot of uh, kindness in in Canada, and I'm not saying uh, this doesn't happen, but I think it also goes the other way where we would not perhaps be as quick and as eager to jump to the the possibility of going in in a stranger's car to to pick up our keys. Um, And so it was it was actually quite a funny, uh, quite a funny endeavor because my husband goes in his swim trunks, no shirt, no phone, no wallet. And my sister and I are left on the beach in our bathing suits, just kind of everyone hoping for the best, no way to communicate or get in touch with each other. And it was like, like clockwork. They were back within an hour and a half with the spare set of keys and everything worked out. And it just, we've, we've talked about this a few times when we've told this story that Costa Rica definitely puts you through the paces but it also provides solutions and that feeling that you're not going to be left high and dry if you run into a problem. I think it's very comforting, especially for us as non-Spanish speakers, as people who don't know a lot of people here, we're getting to know people and we're building a community, but we're still very new. I think there's a lot to be said for, for having that, sense of safety and security. And I don't think that that's something that happens everywhere. I, I've never experienced this uh, feeling in Europe or um, in other parts of the world. And I think that amongst Costa Ricans, there's just this level of trust. And, you know, we believe that humans need so much to be happy, but I think we vastly underestimate that feeling of trust and security and safety in your community, that trusting your neighbors, trusting the people around you, um, having this sense that they're not out to get you or scam you, that people don't always have an agenda. I think it's very, very powerful. This sort of segues pretty, pretty smoothly into my, um, my thoughts here about consumerism and I think, or the lack thereof. And I think that is a big part of what 
is really at the core of, of life here and at the core of happiness here. You might have heard this term pura vida, which literally translates into pure life, but there just isn't a buying culture in Costa Rica. It just simply doesn't exist at the same level. And I don't know about the city. I don't know about San Jose, but one is that there aren't as many places to buy things. Uh, I recently had a conversation with uh, someone about Amazon delivery and actually how difficult it is to get things delivered to Costa Rica. And, you know, we've seen a big, big savings just because we don't, you know, we don't have the ability to just hop on our phones and place an order on Amazon um, whenever we feel like it. And so it forces you to kind of plan better. It forces you to plan your groceries and your and your um, daily needs. But it also forces you to plan your shopping or your whatever you need. And I think it makes you think two, three, four times because the closest store is where we live. Uh, we're in a community um, that doesn't have a lot of shopping, but we have a small beach town that's quite expat heavy near us called Playa del Coco. And there are stores in Playa del Coco, but not but not that many. So the best shopping around here is in Tamarindo, and that's an hour and a half away. Um, so, you know, and I had I wanted a couple of weeks ago, wanted to buy a bathing suit. It was something that was a day trip. Like we went to Tamarindo, we had lunch, we planned a day around going to buy a bathing suit. And so you don't just go off on a whim and and shop. But I think that Overall, because of this lack of consumerism, it's kind of, and I've thought a lot about this coming from North America, which I mean, I was definitely a victim of the, I need to keep up with everybody mindset. It just, there's this feeling of wholeness. And I've, I've reflected a lot about this, this feeling of wholeness that you, I didn't have, and I've never had before, where there, I, there's no need, there's no sense of need inside to have something. And I've, I've kind of been thinking about what comes first. Are we whole? And then this need is created that makes us feel empty. And so we, we go out and buy things to, to fill this need. Or it, were we always empty and we buy things to, to fill this, fill the need, but that's not the solution. And I think that we are actually not as broken as we are led to believe. I think that our world creates this, just creates this, the sense of urgency, the sense of dependency on, on capitalism, on consumerism, on, on stuff that, that we, we, if you don't stop to question it, it becomes part of it just becomes part of your your psyche and your and your habits and your way of life and that's something that i've definitely experienced as somebody who has had to really transition and who has who's actively transitioned out of a very um out of a buying culture I think that kind of looking back on, you know, in Toronto, I had a mortgage, I had a, I had a home, I had, I'd filled it with lots of nice things. I was constantly on you know, furniture stores and 
furniture websites and clothing websites and and uh, often buying things that I that I didn't need and when we moved to Costa Rica we sold a lot of our things and the rest we put in storage and we really pared down our life because we could only come here with a few suitcases and um you know the clothes that you have are the clothes that you're that you have for a while and it has been I I truly believed that I would miss my house in Toronto, I, that I would think about it often. I had taken a lot of pride and pleasure in setting it up and decorating it and making it exactly my space and what I wanted. And I have not thought about my house until I started thinking about this episode. I, I really don't miss it. And it's a very weird feeling for me because I was so attached to it or I thought I was so attached to it. And that, that attachment very quickly went away. And so you have to think, is it, are we actually that attached to the stuff in our life or is it something that we can live without? And does it, does it really free up the mind and the heart to to take in something new and to take in something else. And I think, you know, being here, we're still very new. It's still very early days. We haven't experienced all of the seasons. We haven't experienced, um, you know, even a fraction of the country. We've traveled around a little bit, but there's still so much to see and so much to, to know and so much to learn. But I think that that we have this, perhaps this sense of entitlement and this arrogance in the West that our way of life is the best way of life and the only way to live. And being here is humbling because as somebody who kind of bought in hook, line and sinker into that line of thinking, I've, I've realized that I probably don't know very much when it comes to actually being happy. And it, this is an incredible journey in that it's almost like a happiness project in, in, uh, in kind of shifting your mindset. And this is not to say that everybody should move to Costa Rica or everybody should move somewhere else to find happiness, but it is this idea that there are lessons from other places and other cultures that we can take um, that don't, that, you know, it, 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 meditation is one of them that we've taken from ancient cultures. And a lot of people have been meditating for a very long time now. And there's, there's a lot of science behind mindfulness and meditation and how that really helps us get to a place of stasis and calm. But, um, but I think that Costa Ricans really, uh, go after living life and, and, just finding joy in the world around them. It's incredible when you meet somebody here that lives in a much smaller home than, you know, anything that you might see in North America. Their internet is, is not the level of internet that you would need to get anything done, but their quality of life is still so incredible. They are eating fresh fish, 
from the river, from the ocean that they they caught that day. They have catch of the day food. They're uh, surrounded by people in their lives that love them, that are there for them, that support them. They have a community around them. They have access to world-class healthcare. Costa Rica is routinely ranked by the World Health Organization as some of the best healthcare in the world. And they're just happy to to be and they're happy to they're just so content and it just it's it's mind-boggling that with with everything that we have in our lives we are still some of the most unhappy unhappy uh people to have ever lived in human history as a global society and i think that there's something to be to be learned here Costa Rica, parts of Costa Rica are actually a blue zone. Um, the Nicoya Peninsula, where we live, is a blue zone where you see the, a very high number of centurions living till 100 years old. This has been, there's only five blue zones in the world when this term blue zone was coined. I believe one is in, in Sicily and um, there, Costa Rica is, is one. And then there's uh, some in other parts of the world. And they chalk it up to a few things. One is, of course, the diet. There's lots of fresh fruit and vegetables and and um, whole foods here. But the community aspect is a big part of why um, why people live long. And coming out of this pandemic, I think a lot of people's global minds, like globally, I think our mindset is starting to shift. And I think we're starting to gain some perspective on whether the way we do things makes sense whether it's the right way forward in many ways it's it's clearly evident that it's not the right way forward for the planet but i think that more and more um we have something to to learn about what we really need to to be happy to be fulfilled to be whole to be self-actualized as uh, as people so I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's uh, it's just a few thoughts and in my perspective, and I'm going to be sharing and talking a lot more about what about this journey and about what's really you know kind of changing in me, and of course sharing stories of of women, and I'll also be sharing some of my personal stories about the journey that led me here, and that's a that's a story in of itself. And uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you want to catch up on all episodes of this podcast or get more great content, head on over to womeninourtown.com or follow the conversation on Instagram and Twitter at Women in Our Town.